social anxiety, like, oh my god, I can't wait to get back out there. Yeah, I feel you, man. So, same, same in the sense of, there's a few things that I'm loving about this whole conversation, and there's a few things that are highlighting things that don't work about our society and about how I've been operating. Uh, one, even just this, right? Like, I, I, I just went on a walk with my son, and I live in this neighborhood that's like Pleasantville. Everybody has kids, everybody's about 35 to 45, and entrepreneurs and that whole kind of thing, and the mask has created not just social distancing, but emotional distancing in a neighborhood where everybody previous to COVID-19 was hearts open, hey, how are the kids, like that kind of thing, where it, it's turned into like, are you my enemy and are you going to kill my kids, right? right? And that has been a very interesting thing to keep cleaning up in my own consciousness. Uh, because I know I'm the source of all of these things. And so uh, daily, I'm actually having to, and getting the, the opportunity to continuously relook at how I'm being and what's actually true and real. Shakespeare said, a coward lives a thousand deaths. And I've heard that and, and thought about it. And then I started to think about how a lot of us are doing that now. We're, we're mentally rehearsing for worst case scenarios, when in truth, in fact, in real time, what's really here is this beautiful beating heart, amazing friends and family and people who love me, the sun is shining, the trees are reaching towards the sun, all kinds of amazingness is happening now, and yet I'm, uh, I, I've noticed in my clients, and even in myself at times, getting caught into sort of the vortex of the, the, the conspiracies and the looking at society and going, is this real? That I began to mentally rehearse something that I don't actually want to experience and therefore the, the cells of my body have that experience and then my vibration lowers and then I'm no longer available for what God, Spirit, Buddha, Krishna, Jesus, and Allah, all of the above, is trying to speak to, through, and as me. Okay, I had to say that. Now we're, we're good. Of how to take action right now and you know there's a little framework that I've been sharing with people which is step one is you have to accept reality and that means that for example if you're a waiter your job's not coming back for a long time and we have to just accept that that is the case that's really painful because culturally most of us are optimistic we want to go west we, we think that everything's gonna work out all of our movies end with two people walking off in the sunset but sometimes reality is a little tougher than that. Uh, the second thing that we have to do is make a plan. It's one thing to be worried and anxious about money. Fine, all of us are feeling that way. But after we accept reality, uh, we have to decide, hey, what if things go great? How am I gonna come out of this? But also what if things go poorly? And then finally we have to move. Uh, in normal times, we are so, uh, we get paralyzed. And if you think about it, if you're driving down the freeway and you see something in the middle of the road, what's the first thing you do? You slam on the brakes. It makes sense. But in a time like this, in a crisis, that's actually the last thing that you want to do. You don't want to freeze. What do you mean when you, when you say slam on the brakes in this, you're saying just don't um, stop thinking, don't stop processing, opening bills, moving forward, making a plan? Correct. Because you see what happens is most of us freeze. We don't know what's going to happen. We wait for the government to tell us. We wait for our boss to tell us. 
We wait for everyone around us to tell us what's going to happen, and we delegate our own authority. Now, hopefully they know, but I think reality has shown that they don't. And so better that we move instead of staying stagnant and paralyzed and waiting. And listen to this. It's even better if you move and you make a couple of mistakes. As yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that sounds like a good a time as any to jump in here um, and get my get mine off real quick. Um, that was actually a remit. I, mean, I don't even want to mess up his last name, man, because I ain't going to lie. I, I didn't write his name down to remember who it was, but I will bring that back um, on the next, the next uh, segment that I that I put up. Um, yeah, man, Anchor Community, the non-existent people that's going to be listening to my podcast in the, in, over the next few months or whatever the fuck. Um, I'm bullshitting right now. Definitely, definitely uh, could use an assistant or something to keep my mind. Uh, focused on all the bullshit I'm trying to accomplish it all at once, which is a problem. Um, yeah, man, y'all, y'all, y'all definitely about to get to see a whole lot more of me ironing out the distractions in my life and, and really tapping into that, to that, to that Michael Jordan level talent that I know I got. You dig know what I'm saying? But that's another podcast. Today we're talking about we we're setting the stage for you know what I'm gonna be talking about. Man, I started this podcast to just talk about freedom. In the great economy we were living in, and how to how to go up from there. But then um, um, God threw us all a curveball with coronavirus, so now we spiraling toward depression. So um, it's hard to look at freedom. But uh, I'm here to tell you that the the prospect of freedom ain't went nowhere. If anything, it's gotten even even more feasible to to be able to achieve the type of freedom you want. Um, so I'm just gonna start diving straight into that, man. So. Uh, Y'all soak this up. You dig what I'm saying? That's why I named the first segment Soak It All In. Um, I'm going to be giving some real takes about it um, here in the next few segments. Uh, it's been two days since I've been starting on this one part of the episode. So I think I'm going to start just dropping an episode a week. I'm going to pick a day, probably Sunday. It's kind of down down days in my company, in my business, in my family. Everything's kind of chills on, on Sunday, so I have time to put it out, write the copy and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, man, y'all rocking with me. My name's T.L. Christian. Uh, my friends call me Ty. You ain't my friend yet, so don't call me that. Um, but, yeah, man, holler at me. Okay, back. Take 33, <laughs> I guess. Had to make sure that um, the audio was coming in right. But yeah, man, um, I'm back. Take 33. I just made up 32, by the way, y'all. Don't, don't judge me. I just know I've been bullshitting so much with these podcass and not putting the segments together and recording them on the same day. And I have different energies and different different segments. But listen, man, I'm... I'm, I'm <clears throat> excuse me. Rolling up the ganja. Um, I, um, I finally think I've come up with a structure in my head where I'm actually putting down on paper. But it's a podcast and it's a more of a unscripted, impromptu, freestyle type of podcast, kind of um, a new thing. Um, anybody really jumped on, like a lot of people, the masses haven't jumped on Anchor, so there's no real people in my world, and I'm, and I'm really following the, the best, the most popular podcast in the world, and nobody talks about Anchor, so the way I see it, the format that I come up with is going to be a new one anyway, so fuck it. It's going to be like a freestyle type of thing. I consume a lot of content because I'm still learning, man. 
All I know is all I know is freedom is the finish line, and and financial freedom is the vehicle to get to f- spiritual, mental, physical freedom, real freedom. And if you have happened to introduce another life into this world, then you have the responsibility to go out and, and find freedom because that life didn't ask to be here. But since they can, they are here. And when I say another life, I do mean if you have children, for the slow ones out there. If you got children, you got responsibility to give them the best possible opportunity to live here free. That's what God intended. That's what God would want. And that's what God gave you the tools. Most importantly, that's what God gave you the tools to be able to do. So it's your job to do it if you have children. And I got two of them. And one of them I had when I was really, really young and stupid. So she, her, 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 um, first years weren't even weren't weren't great at all it's actually a lot worse than, than it should have been um so i had a personal task a lot bigger than most people with kids um i gotta i, I got to i'm still working on it and i had to undo a lot of a lot of bad and then bring her to the good and i'm still working on undoing all the bad still some some um stones left unturned right now so yeah it's an ongoing process and that's actually the driving force to, to why i go so hard to why I'm doing what I'm doing now. That's why you can hear me right now. But over the next few months, man, I'm gonna be unpacking all that shit. I got a I got a structure for this shit now. So I'm gonna be dropping um, every Sunday night, Wednesday night, and um, 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 Friday night after tonight because it's Tuesday morning. So it's Monday night going into Tuesday morning. I'm about to drop this now because I've been working on this bitch for six days. So it's time to let it go. Um, <coughs> um, so. Yeah, this is a few a few clips of the shit that I've been listening to over the last few days. Shit that's really got me gung ho, really got me off my ass. Um, I got a few more to let you rock with real quick. The last one is gonna really <coughs> set the stage for who I am, why I'm here, why my podcast exists, why it's called Freedom, why you see a nigga with dreads in a suit <laughs> in the in the cover art, all of that fly stuff. Why I'm be talking about financial freedom more than anything. Why I'm be talking about assets over liabilities passive income things of that fucking nature um i'm gonna let somebody you may respect a lot more than me and, and know a lot well know a lot more than you know me um tell you exactly why and exactly what i'm up to and, and what this is all about i don't want nobody to feel like they're being blindsided by some shit you need to know what it is with me and you need to know why it is what it is you dig and if you rock with that then you're gonna rock with me if not then i'm gonna give you a a, a, a clear lane to, to get to get out and go the other way you feel like you've been led down a path and duped and whatever the fuck. You dig what I'm saying? Plus, I don't want anyway because you're going to talk shit. You're going to make me act like a nigga. <laughs> anyway, let me, let me relax. <clears throat> well, my name is T.O. Christian. My friends call me Ty. Um, this is probably going to be the last segment you hear me talking in. This is a fake-ass intro into the podcast. This is the Freedom Pod with, with T.L. Christian. Until I think of a doper name, that's what we're going with. This is the preseason. These last five episodes have been real shoddy and stupid. <laughs> and I apologize, but Gary Vee said just go and do whatever I called myself doing. But now this is the real version. This is the end of preseason, season zero. And we um, we heading into season one of the Freedom Pod with T.L. Christian. This corona crisis, as I call it, you know, it's a smokescreen for something that's been going on for years, you know, and 
you know, when I was your age, I was in Vietnam. I was flying for the Marine Corps. And my rich dad sent me a letter saying, watch out, the world's going to change. And the world changed because President Nixon took the dollar off the gold standard on August 15, 1971. But back then, in the 70s, being on an aircraft carrier, I didn't get that letter for like six months. That's how long it took to get to me. You know, now you guys go, ding, ding, and you're there. I mean, the world is really no world at all. But he warned me that the world would change, and I didn't really understand it at the time. And, uh, but that's when my curiosity about gold and money and all this really changed. So today, when I look at the corona crisis, but more the financial crisis, it's really, really horrifying because the financial crisis started back in 1971. And the reason I'm a rich man today is because, you know, I knew something was wrong. I, I didn't know until 72. When I went, I flew behind enemy lines to go buy some gold, and I, I didn't know what gold was. <laughs> it was illegal for Americans to own gold in 1972. And I thought that was really strange. So my life brought me up to this moment, so I'm very happy to be talking to you, because the corona crisis, while serious, the biggest crisis is the financial crisis. And your generation of millennials have been screwed, I mean, big time. Big yeah. time. I mean, if you understand how money is created, money is credit and debt. That's all it is. Money, credit, money. I mean, credit, debt, and taxes. That's what money really is. Mm -hmm. But they don't teach you that in school. So today, the reason the world economy is crashing goes all the way back to 71. But what happened in 71, they could just make fake money. And they can keep printing fake money. And this is the U.S. dollar. The U.S. can keep printing fake money for a number of years yet. Mm -hmm. And the only way they could keep the economy expanding, they had to find people stupid enough to get into debt. So as you know, one of the most, uh, uh, I didn't have this as a kid. You know, it's called a credit card. Now everybody has credit cards, but they never teach how to use it. Yeah. Why did they have a credit card? It's because they needed more money. So they keep expanding the economy. They keep finding people stupid enough to just get into debt. They give them credit cards and all this and say, well, you get auto loans. But I think the most dastardly thing for your generation was in 2009 when President Obama uh, went to the banks and said, look, we need to get the students more into debt under the guise of you need to get a good education. The thing I've said before, and I'll say it again, because some people need to hear it. Your generation, this thing called uh, well, my cell phone, didn't come out until 2007. Yeah. The millennial generation was given the most powerful single tool ever given to any generation. And what are you guys using this thing for? To Twitter, to you know, social, I don't know what you guys do with this thing. But I love this thing. I mean, I'm, I'm on YouTube constantly. You know, I find the best teachers in the world out there. I mean, I don't know why anyone would go to college because the best teachers are on YouTube for free. Mm -hmm. And I learned, and, and it's not that the teacher is the best. The thing I love about YouTube is I can get one person says X and the guy that says no, that's Y. And so I'll listen to both sides. But that's where your intelligence grows because both sides have a point of view. I listen to both sides. But if you're in college, 
I was the one idiot who's boring, you know, and I, I really did not like school, you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> Hammer, the, I'm, I'm writing this paper right now, it's taking me four months, it's a tough paper. It's called The Brave New World. And what happened, this corona crisis represents is we're going into a brave new world. And I don't know if you guys follow this, but we're on the edge of recession prior to January 2020. As I said in prophecy, I, I, I said it would come in 2016, but I didn't foresee, I started prophecy in 1999, but I didn't foresee quantitative easing and zero interest rates. I didn't foresee how desperate our leaders are, the Federal Reserve Bank, the Treasury, Wall Street, and even putting students in debt. I cannot believe how desperate people are. Mm -hmm. And I was just talking to Mona, and she was saying, everybody's raising their prices. They want a higher percentage of my books. No. And everybody's so desperate because this world, starting from 1971, is so deeply in debt. But they don't teach you that in school. So that's my concern. And so my prophecy, which I started in 1998, came true in 2020. The world's never going to be the same. And I know there's people sitting at home right now saying, oh, I'll go back to school and get my job. I mean, I, or, or I'll, I'll go back to work at a job. And many people you know, in my world, they say, well, it's going to be a V bottom. It's a crash comes and it goes straight up. I don't think so. Next one will be, it goes a U shape. So it'll go down, we'll go back to work, it'll come up slowly. I don't think so. And then there's a W, it goes down, up, down, up. I don't think so. I think it's going to come down and go L. So the question I, I say to people is how are, and the people that work at Rich Dad know we've been preparing for this time. So the Rich Dad company is flush, we're making a lot of money, better than ever before, but we were prepared for coronavirus 2020. Yeah, recession proof is what we call it. <laughs> well, I don't know if we're recession proof, but this is the difference is I'm now, I'm now preparing for depression. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So we, we made it, you know, Kim and I and the, and the team made it to 2020. Yeah. We cannot rest on our laurels. Do you know what I mean? Hey, we're rich. Need to move on. So that's why I'm happy to be talking to the millennials because you guys have been screwed the most with student loan debt, massive. Um, I don't know if you understand money, but $5 trillion for $225 trillion in debt. The machine's going to stop soon. You know, I don't know when, but it's going to stop. And when it comes to a stop, that's when my gold, silver, and Bitcoin will go through the roof. Anyway, so your generation has the most powerful tool ever created, and the best teachers are on YouTube, and they're free. And it's important to go to school if you're going to be a doctor, a lawyer, accountant, you know, something like that. But to be rich, you don't have to go to school. Some of the and then taking immediate action to me are the exact things people need to be obsessively focused with right now because right now, like first and foremost, if you're in a dire situation, take care of your basic needs, man. Like don't worry about launching the next Facebook. Like make sure that you've got a roof over your head that you can put food on the table, right? And that's where a lot of people are gonna crash and burn is Yo, Maslow's hierarchy of needs has stood the test of time for a reason. Like, there are just certain things, safety, security, like, get those taken care of. And you may have to do a job that you didn't want to do, or you may have to call people up and be banging the phones if you're trying. If you've got a product that really has value and
Like, you don't know how to get it out. Like, you've got to think like a direct marketer. And this is, like, where I think my own story confuses people because, like, I'm so intense and, you know, I've got, like, that raw, raw spirit. But the reality is I'm not a burn the ships at the shore guy. Like, I'm a, yo, keep your day job, man. Like, when we launched Quest, we had a software company. So during the day, I was running a software weekends, I was making protein bars because I wanted to see if this would work. Like you're saying, make sure there's an audience before you go. Like, we didn't get a warehouse and start buying equipment until we were selling protein bars. I, I, I don't even think we bought the equipment until we were already profitable. So we were making the bars by hand, which was pure insanity, making the bars by hand ourselves nights and weekends to make sure that there was something real there. So what advice do you have for somebody who's like, yo, I just lost my job and I feel totally out of control. What can they do as a solopreneur to get like that first audience, to get that first sale? What should you do? Uh, pick me. Pick, pick, pick. My hands up. My fucking hands up. Up, boom. What should you do? You should listen to the last eight minutes of this fucking podcast. First thing you should do. Second thing you should do is follow every name you see on these segments in parentheses. Um, sign up for Postmates, DoorDash, all that bullshit because everybody about to start ordering those again, especially in San Antonio. I just, just came across the wire that they locking this bitch back down. I told niggas. Just went outside. Y'all crazy. Anyway, um, yeah, last eight minutes of this. Follow me at Motormouth underscore underscore on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, what else? Um, reach out to my team, Team Roundtable. Google me. <laughs> we are a we are a team of financial freedom coaches. So if you feel like you're lost right now, um, you probably are. And but I specialize in, in bringing it to the light, man. Showing you what that financial freedom is. Um, and this, what you hear, what you're gonna hear on this podcast, what you've heard through this whole episode, is how I'm so audacious when it comes down to knowing that me and whoever is attached to me is going to get to this freedom shit no matter what. No COVID, no Trump, no nothing is going to stop this. Um, yeah, man. Oh, shit. I ain't even supposed to jump in here. Y'all go ahead. Right now, you can either be the best opportunity or the worst of times. I've been broke many times, and my wife and I can talk about being homeless. Uh, no money. to live for two weeks on a week on $2. And she learned to eat pizza or tacos or something. But those are all growing experiences. So being an entrepreneur is risky. You fail a lot and all that. But it's like a baby falling down. Eventually they start to walk. And then once enjoying it, making mistakes. Another big thing is who our friends are. Our friends are advisors, you know, my accountants, my attorney, my bankers and all this. We have different friends. So my best friend is my accountant, not, not my best friend, but the you know, closest advisor is my accountant because it's always taxed. Then comes my, you know, uh, Tom Wheelwright, well, tax free well. And then there's Garrett Sutton, who's my corporate counsel. I don't want to break the law because the laws are different. Tax laws are different. You know, employees pay about 40% in tax. Tesses pay about 60% in tax. Big business guys pay about 20% in tax. And ICE pay zero. I don't want to break the law because I don't want to go to jail and tap dance and be somebody's boyfriend. And I don't want to break the law. So a lot of the things I do are different than what an employee and a self-employed person can do. So you've got to have a great attorney. Also, I have a bookkeeper, a real bookkeeper. When I meet an S, I get this small and smart. When I meet an S, they say, my husband does my books or my wife does my books. I'm out. 
because the numbers are probably inaccurate. I've got to have accurate numbers. And with those accurate numbers, I can give them to my accountants and my attorneys. See, with bad numbers, you get bad, bad results. So it's all of those things that are different. So it's not easy. And the reason I'm happy you guys are listening right now is because through the magic of YouTube, social media, and all that, we can bring to you the differences. And because it's up to you. You know, it's what you put in your head. It's who your friends are. It's what you think. All this stuff makes a difference eventually. So for most people, they're going to make more money because the government is going to pay them more to stay at home. That's socialism. MMT, modern money theory. theory. That's socialism. That's Bernie Sanders. That's fine. But I don't want that for me personally. So the best thing about it is is I don't have to depend upon Wall Street for my asset. I can make my own. I make my own assets like a book. When I write a book, let's say I just wrote this book here. This book is sold to 50 publishers throughout the world. And they pay us, let's say, $10,000 for the rights to publish my book. And they pay for the publishing. They pay for the printing. They just send me the check. That's called cash flow. And with that check, I buy real estate, so I don't have to pay taxes. So in 180 days, when it's truly back to normal, you're getting that. This is chess right now, not checkers. It's not direct. It's macro. So go ham. Like, all in, like, so many people are dwelling. I, I've heard from a thousand of you already. Um, yeah. Like, Gary, I'm crushing, but all my money's gone because the brands aren't sponsoring. I'm like, uh-huh. I'm like, remember when I told you if there was a recession, like influencers wouldn't be as fun anymore? Yes. Good news. This is a fake recession, AKA it doesn't have the underlying principles to be something super long. It's likely we'll get back to normal somewhere here later. I mean, the biggest, the biggest elephant in the room is if this re-ups in the fall and winter, like some experts are saying, then you're starting to get into some, but, but if not, then, you know, we're going to be, back to normal somewhere in the next 90, 120, 160, 180 days, I think you need to build, 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 and then take the opportunities when they come. Yeah, that's the game. That's the fucking game. And I'm here to divulge my take on the game from the very beginning. I'm like right out the gate, right out the starting line. I haven't really done anything to anything of significance to brag about. You know what I'm saying? Um, just a bunch of failed, bunch of failures, bunch of failed attempts, bunch of trial and error. Um, and, and like uh, I think it was Edison that said, um, I, I didn't fail that shit. I just I've so far found a whole bunch of ways not to do this shit the right way, successfully. <laughs> you did, um, but I'm I'm taking y'all on my journey now. And if if you haven't picked up on it yet, if you haven't figured it out yet, um, um, what the exact journey is. And how it correlates to freedom anyway, then the next eight minutes should definitely break it down for you. The last few minutes, you if, if you're out there and you know about freedom already, if you maybe you already achieved uh, financial freedom, which should have translated into spiritual, emotional, physical, all, of, all all those aspects of freedom. If you're free, then you either recognize that voice or you recognize the uh energy behind that one of those voices uh, or the the message coming from one of those voices or you definitely recognize when he name dropped his own brand 
in the voice, but if not, <clears throat> I mean, in the in the um uh, in in those voices, those slew of voices I just named. If you read the description, I'm gonna cite all the names, all the voices you heard by name, not by timestamp. I'll do that shit later. Hopefully, I don't get sued or when this shit goes to Spotify. Um, it actually goes to Spotify and they'll hit me with some, you don't own the rights to blah, 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 but whatever, it's YouTube, man. So I, I, I imagine I can do what I just did. If not, I'll stop. I'll figure out another way um, on another platform or something. But it was really not to steal nobody's shit, not to do anything with anybody's shit besides give my listeners more insight into why I think the way I do and the teachers I'm learning from. As a high school dropout, as the only motherfucker in history to drop out of high school with straight A's. Um, how you go from that to what I'm becoming. It's going to be a big-ass question I don't want to answer in the future. So I'm just going to give them this link, and they're going to just go down the rabbit hole, right? So y'all rock with me, man. Um, what else should I say before I, before, I, before I let my man take over? Um, yeah. I guess I can get a hint. Um, it's my fucking Hawaiian motherfucker. Ex-Marine motherfucker. Um, has, he wrote the... Top one of the top five best-selling books of internationally of all time. He did. Um, everybody, daddy probably read it and do shit with it. Uh, yeah, man. If, if you didn't pick that up by now, then you you're about to hear an excerpt from his second book. Um, uh, the, well, basically not his second book, the sequel to the book that the book that he has on the top five best-selling list. The sequel to that book. You about to hear an excerpt from that book. It's gonna explain in depth. Well, not even in depth. It's just gonna explain from his point of view. The um the world I'm in, the vehicle I'm using on my in my in the beginning of my journey to freedom. Um it's gonna highlight a few of the uh he's already he's already highlighted a few of the other ones I plan to plan to take advantage of. Um uh, this whole thing that you just heard, this whole podcast is a few people brought it up. Um but yeah man, freedom is the goal, passive income is the vehicle, assets <laughs> over liabilities is the is the is the gas. You know what it is, man, but if you don't Here you go. I see you on the first episode of season one. I haven't titled nothing yet, but I will by the time you realize what the fuck going on. It's T.O. Kristen. This is the Freedom Podcast. Fuck with you, boy. Get involved in network marketing, also called multi-level marketing or direct distribution systems. Just as with franchises, the U.S. legal system initially attempted to outlaw network marketing. It has been banned and restricted in some countries. Any new system or idea often goes through a period of being classified as strange and suspicious. At first, I also thought that network marketing was a scam. But over the years, I've studied the various systems available through network marketing, watched several friends become successful at this form of B, and changed my mind. After I dropped my prejudices and began researching network marketing, I found many people who were sincerely and diligently building successful network marketing businesses. When I met these people, I saw the impact their business had on other people's lives and financial futures. I began to truly appreciate the value of the network marketing system. For a reasonable entry fee, Often, around $200, people can buy into an existing system and immediately start building their business. Due to the technological advances in the computer industry, these organizations are totally automated. And the...
paper processing, distribution, accounting, and follow-up are almost entirely managed by the network marketing software systems. New distributors can focus all of their efforts on building their business instead of worrying about the normal startup headaches of a small business. One of my old friends, who did more than a billion dollars in real estate business in one year, recently signed on as a network marketing distributor and began building his business. I was surprised to find him so diligently building a network marketing business because he definitely didn't need the money. When I asked him why, he explained it this way. I went to school to become a CPA and I have an MBA in finance. When people ask me how I became so rich, I tell them about the multi-million dollar real estate transactions I do and the hundreds of thousands of dollars in passive income I receive each year from it. I then notice that some of them withdraw or shy away. We both know that their chances of doing multi-million dollar real estate investments like I do are slim to none. So I began to look for a way I could help them achieve the same level of passive income I developed from real estate without going back to school for six years and spending 12 years investing in real estate. I believe network marketing gives people the opportunity to build up the passive income they need for support while they learn to become professional investors. That is why I recommend network marketing to them. Even if they have little money, they can still invest sweat equity for five years and begin to generate more than enough passive income to begin investing. By developing their own business, they have the free time to learn and the capital to invest with me in my bigger deals. After researching several opportunities, my friend joined a network marketing company as a distributor and started a network marketing business with people who might someday want to invest with him. He's now doing well in his network marketing business as well as in his investment business. He told me, I did it initially because I wanted to help people find the money to invest, and now I'm getting rich from a whole new business. Twice a month, he holds classes on Saturdays. At the first meeting, he teaches people about business systems and people, or how to develop into a successful bee. On the second meeting of the month, he teaches them about financial literacy and financial intelligence in order to turn them into savvy eyes. His class sizes are growing rapidly. The pattern he recommends is the same one I recommend. A personal franchise. That's why today I recommend that people consider network marketing. Many famous franchises cost a million dollars or more to buy. Network marketing is like buying a personal franchise, often for less than $200. I know much of network marketing is hard work, but success in any quadrant is hard work. I personally generate no income as a network marketing distributor. I researched several network marketing companies and their compensation plans. While doing my research, I did join several companies just because their products are so good and I use them as a consumer. The one recommendation I have for finding a good organization to help you move to the right side of the cash flow quadrant is to focus not so much on the product, but on the education the organization offers. There are network marketing organizations that are only interested in having you sell their system to your friends, 
and there are organizations primarily interested in educating you and helping you succeed. From my research into network marketing, I found two important things you can learn through their programs that are essential to become a successful bee. 1. To be successful, you need to learn to overcome your fear of being rejected and to stop worrying about what other people say and think about you. So many times I've met people who hold themselves back simply because of what their friends might say if they did something different. I know, because I was the same way. Coming from a small town, everyone knew what everyone else was up to. If someone didn't like what you were doing, the whole town heard about it and made your business their business. One of the things I told myself over and over was, what you think of me is none of my business. What is most important is what I think about myself. One of the reasons my rich dad encouraged me to work in sales for the Xerox Corporation for four years wasn't because he liked copiers, but because he wanted me to overcome my shyness and fear of rejection. 2. To be successful, you must also learn to lead people. Working with different kinds of people is the hardest thing about business. The people I've met who are successful in any business are those who are natural leaders. The ability to get along with and inspire people is a priceless skill, a skill that can be learned. As I said, the transition from the left side to the right side isn't so much what you do, but who you have to become. If you learn how to handle rejection, how to not be affected by what other people think of you, and how to lead people, you'll find prosperity. So, I endorse any network marketing organization that is primarily committed to developing you as a human being, rather than developing you into a salesperson. Have a business opportunity you can succeed with, believe in, and share confidently with others. Seek organizations that, one, are proven with a successful track record, a distribution system, and a compensation plan that have been successful for years. Two, have a business opportunity you can succeed with, believe in, and share confidently with others. Three, 